offtherecord.com. Fight those tickets. If you don't win, you don't pay. All you have to do is download the app, snap a photo of your ticket, answer a few questions, get matched to an experienced lawyer, and you won't pay for the ticket. Enter code AWESOME to get a nice discount. Driving while awesome podcast radio hour. <laughs> oh, God. Yo, do you guys know what a fluffer is? GTO Mellow Grinds. Oh, I got a PT Cruiser. It's a convertible. It's really cool. All oh, the smells of crayons for you. <laughs> hey, YOLO, you only have one life. Do you have coilovers? No, beat it. Yeah, I'd say that's a pretty good podcast right there. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it, I screwed up. <laughs> Go on, Warren. Was that a lightsaber, Warren? Do you want to do questions or do you want to do Sunday? There's uh, a chance. Questions. Okay. I haven't done questions in a long okay. time. Welcome to Driving Well Awesome. My name is Warren. My name is Lane. I'm Art. I'm Brian. This is a Thursday edition. Thank you for joining us. How are you guys doing? Doing well. I'm doing well, and I did want to say that this might offend all of you guys, but I have never seen the original Star Wars with the original special effects. I want to see what the lightsabers looked like when they were first. Okay. I think the lightsaber bit was pretty good, right? So you saw the... Re- like I saw, like, the, you've seen the updated one, yeah. Like, all that. Since so, George Lucas, like, fucked yeah, with it. Yeah, I want to see the original one. I mean, dude, that's not very offensive. I don't even know if you can find them. Yeah, I don't well, know. Well, yeah, yeah, I guess you have to go VHS on that, right? Well, it's... Huh. Laser disc, probably laser disc. Probably laser disc, yeah, or probably no. just straight film. Laser disc would totally be remastered. No, because no, laser disc is so old. No, they didn't pre remastered. It's a good digital oh. copy of said. Yeah, I don't know how you can film. find it either. Maybe on YouTube or something. Go find some of those scenes. Oh, That's okay. the best way. Yeah. I bet there's a ba- uh, split screen. Have you guys the... seen it? The difference? Oh, yeah. I mean, I've split seen them. I definitely seen them, but I want to see the comparo. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, YouTube. Is I want to see answer. what they did back then. They were really good. I yeah. mean, I don't I mean, know why they really needed to update it. And my like really good. <laughs> I mean, you watch anything now, and you're like, <laughs> shit's progressed a lot. Well, you know, yeah. yeah. For yeah. it's for what it was, I think it worked well. What made you think of that? Uh, what was the sound? Oh, yes, that's right. Um, I got some thing in the mail the other day. Whoa. Amazon. Whoa. I get stuff in the mail too. Sometimes. From Amazon.com. I've heard of Amazon. Please be beef jerky. It's from. Is it uh, like uh, samples from a big river in Peru? No. It's a couple of video games. Whoa. Little, little yeah. video games. It is. Whoa. Tiny arcades of new. It's Rally X and Pole Position. Rally Cross. What? Oh, that's awesome. Dang. Oh, so it's just models hand of... Pole, wait. Hand uh, no, no. They they actually work. Oh, dude, that's so... They're real hands. Hands. Immediately. Dude, I yeah. want to hear the... Prefer for qualifier. And <laughs> they're from a listener. That's like Dublin Pleasanton train. Um, I don't know which listener, but it says, Happy birthday, Lane. Enjoy these with the other DW boys from your biggest fan as ice. Fan as no, ice? Uh, Who's the biggest fan as no ice? Hands? We don't know? No. What's the, does it say uh, from address? Happy birthday! No, because it's, oh, oh, it's from Amazon. Well, it's from Amazon. Thank you. I didn't. I didn't oh get to my say that. gosh! Look at this. Maybe it's from Jeff Bezos. Wait, Small? you're playing it through. I'm opening it. Oh yeah, we're not leaving it, it in well, the wrapping. Lane's presents, though. No, I don't care. Open them. But it's also going to uh, really kill the podcast. Too. I really want to play. <laughs> oh, this is so rad. Yeah. 
Oh yeah, I can hear it. It's coming through. That's not Brian farting. That is. It's all full color and everything. Position. That's so cool. <laughs> I like that it's on a keychain. Like you're gonna use it for a keychain. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's small, but it's not that small. Imagine that keychain. So I mean, yeah, we'll have. To, I mean, Lane, I guess we'll post a picture. <laughs> so later. it's like it's like they're like five, four inches by four, four inches by two and a half, two and a half by two and a half. Yeah. That'd really be the cool. craziest keychain key ever. That's a great, uh, great idea. But basically, wear out the little lock assembly thing. Ooh, world's smallest trademarked, even. Well, thank you, random. Yeah, mystery. thanks, random person, gift giver. Very cool. Biggest fan is Ice. I like it. I wonder who it is. I like it. And if you want to send more things to D- TWA, just <laughs> holler, holler at your boys. All right, yes. there's the edition. We got to answer some questions. Let's do this. Uh, LG Photography says, does any of the DWA crew have any experience with the CRX Del Sol? I'm considering buying one as a daily to go along with my SW20. Yes, I do have experience with them. I've never owned one, but I've driven them and ridden them a lot. And they are very poor handling vehicles. They're heavy, right? They're heavier than you think they would be. And they're extremely flimsy. Like they, uh, they flex so much that uh, back in the Honda days, um, I remember back in the Honda days. we tied, uh, like a little, I think, I don't remember if it was a cord or like, it was like a oh, fucking, like a thread or something. Oh, to see a flex. Yeah, from the front, like from the A pillar to the B pillar. And when you go over, um, like speed bumps or if you go into a driveway, you can see how much it slacks, like, wow. and it tightens because the whole thing twists so much. Right. So, um, really poor handling cars, uh, very rattly, very twisty, but pretty cool though. Like, they're definitely cool. Like looking, obviously, if you're just cruising around in them, like they're kind of fun. It's a big ass Targa, you know, so it's exposed. Uh, you can also get cool motors in them. They did get the B16 for a little bit, so you could get one of those. It's just the CRX Del Sol VTEC. Uh, uh, so let me ask you this: since yeah. it is sort of a special body that mm-hmm. doesn't share a lot of parts with other cars, headlights, taillights, things like that, is it? sketchy now to be into that thing uh those parts probably but the suspensions and all that are pretty similar to everything yeah. else so and also the drivetrains are all interiors probably like seats can switch so the seats and- are actually really cool um so del sol's used to be stolen a lot back in the day because people wanted to take the seats and put them in their hondas so um they're really lightweight they're super thin they look kind of like an elise seat like kind of like that style, but they're cushioned. They're more cushioned, and don't they have like a stripe down the middle? They have a stripe down the middle. Uh, and the coolest looking ones are the base model ones. They're the S model, uh, and those actually have like a diagonal kind of uh, fabric that that's um, really like almost like plush. It's like a really weird fabric. The the SIs and all those they had like they looked pretty gross actually. They're kind of like almost like a neoprene looking like kind of seat uh, that are really smooth fabric, which I don't like. But yeah, if you look at an S model CRX seat, they're really cool. Uh, they're, they are uh, very well bolstered and they're lightweight. But um, does the window roll down? The, back the rear window does roll down. And those cars are so flexy that if you put a really stiff suspension on them and you haul ass, it'll pop it. The window will pop out of its track. So a lot of times people that build track cars out of those, which you can do, they, you would pull that shit out and you would add additional bracing and all kinds of stuff. And so you, I mean, there are a few that were turned into race cars, but it's not like a really good platform for that. You basically just buy it as like a cool looking kind of cruiser thing. When I was like 19, I, my GTI, uh, had it down in San Diego where I was working. 
And a girl that worked at the same store I was at had a raced out Del Sol and she thought it was super fast. And we raced on this like turnpike, you know, expressway in San Diego and I fucking dusted her. <laughs> My car looked like a total piece of shit at the time. It was a extra bonus for GTI on that one. And that was uh, Warren flirting. So, uh, yeah, actually it was <laughs> in, uh, in the Honda world. Uh, you ready for this Warren? It's really funny. I know you're a comedic uh, genius. <laughs> These are known as, uh, these are known as Del Slows. Oh, in the Honda uh, how can I've never heard that before? Del Slows. Yeah. Cause they are heavy. Even with the VTEC motor, which was like a great little motor. Yeah. They're not very quick because they weigh way more than you think just because they're. What's heavy for a Honda? Like 2500? Yeah. They I just weigh like, like a normal amount. Yeah. It's been, yeah. It's been a while. Like little yeah. It's so tiny. I want to say. Maybe 26, 27. I can't remember. It's been a long time. But, that, but yeah, because you see it and it's the size of this fucking table. And then like, where does all that shit come from? And they yeah. attempted to like stiffen it up. But I, I feel like everyone I used to see was teal. Oh, that, that teal, teal color. That you love. That's actually, that's true because it's not a very common color. So uh, yeah, teal is very, I sell a lot of those. Green, yeah. green, red. Uh, if you red. do get one, I, I mean, this is a subjective thing, but I prefer the late ones, like a 97. They have a smooth front end. So the bumper looks more like an S2000, which is pretty rad. Um, yeah, they're cool looking cars. As I said, I keep saying that, but it's like, it's a cool looking car. It's a cool car to cruise around and get a good motor in there and you get all that induction sound and like really nice interior. The interior is like, all that stuff. Yeah. It's, it's like cool. a fun car has sense of occasion, but don't expect it to like, how's the, the uh, how's the, the room inside? It's pretty roomy. Yeah. Really? It's similar to CRX. Yeah. Something like that. But you, Cause you don't have the room to put the seats back, right? Cause that has a firewall yeah. there or yeah. what? I guess, well, that's It's so weird because it looks like a mid-engine car and it should be rear-wheel drive. It should be mid-engine. Right. I know. It looks like a little MR2 kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Does it have a big center console or is it more 914-ish? No, it's not very big. It's more 914-ish, yeah. That's cool. Yeah. But I don't know. Open. But yeah, that's Lane asking that question. I don't know. I fit fine in them and it was roomy to me, you know, but <laughs> I don't know. Uh, but like well, that's what I'm saying. Guy, because a know. lot of times yeah. uh, mid-engine cars lack room because you can't there's nowhere to put the seats right, right? so i yeah, don't know what yeah. the situation I is i mean i definitely it was totally fine for me but i can't remember like if it would be a problem for taller people that's something to look into okay sf production gabe says what is the most modest and unassuming color to paint a car silver silver or, or gray white no white stands white out pop. white, white stands pops out. not really i'd say gray gray is pretty good um Cr- so think of like the most ostentatious car and paint it a color. That's kind of where I went with this. Mm-hmm. Like a like like a nine nine seven or nine nine one GT three RS in silver. Like it's pretty subdued. Uh, white, it still pops because ha- you have the contrast. Yeah, same with like a Countach. You paint it white, it pops. Yeah, you paint it like gray or or even or silver, and it I'm doesn't pop, it like, doesn't pop. Because gray can be kind of aggressive. I don't know. I'm picturing like single stage, just like a utility truck white, you know? Yeah. And if that utility truck was silver, it would seem more like, oh, this guy's got a little angle here. I don't know. That's in that truck, maybe? I don't know. But like, (laughs) just because because there are so many trucks. A van or something. That are white. If it was white or silver, I'd go. Like cargo van. White seems more like unassuming. Okay. I think it might be car by car. uh, Testarossa, white or silver? Like what's more silver is way more unassuming. More like yeah. low key, right? Yeah. Why is that? Gray is gray is why, even why more. Is gray silver, too. Yeah, gray too. Why is silver and gray like that? It blends it in. Just is less. I think gray the, blends in with like all the, the trim and everything, and like, it makes it all like kind of muted. And like with the road and yeah. stuff, like it's just less bright. Yeah, and black can yeah, be kind of showy. Right. And black can be showy. Yeah, yeah. It is kind of a thing. Yeah. 
Uh, OMG Hugh Ross says, have any of you experienced a specific car or type of car that has uh, qualities that dramatically change the way you drive? He says, for example, I've seen many friends who were formerly patient and slow drivers become more aggressive after getting electric cars because of the instant torque. Uh, I mean, I yeah, can but say, I mean, like, don't you kind of you kind of adjust driving style to almost any car you get in, right? Yeah, but he's saying that they've they've gotten more aggressive because they have that. that so their torque. whole personality when they get into any car, almost it sounds like no, just because they're in that electric car with I could I could see it. Torque, you're, like you're kind you of take more, advantage of your. The, the good high points of that yeah. car. Right? You're also not um, hearing like um, an engine that's like screaming and revving and stuff. So you can kind of like drive like an asshole without feeling like you're beating up the car Absolutely. or like, or, yeah. or making it's noise kinda, so people aren't or, yeah, exactly. or wasting gas. Yeah. I mean, that's a thing, yeah. I guess. Yeah. Wasting coal. And on, like the opposite end of the spectrum, like when I would jump in my Skylark, it's like I'm immediately super one finger slow. on the wheel. Yeah, one finger, like leaning against the door, yep. super relaxed, like letting everybody in. I don't give a shit. Yeah. Oh, I thought like into your and car. probably your SEC too, the 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 Mercedes. Oh, for sure. Yeah, you it's would, way you more would have relaxed. a completely yeah, different yeah, totally. driving style. Yeah, it, it's yeah, totally. I agree with you. My seating position was more le- yeah. more leaned back and. And all that. Uh, I thought for a second that you were saying you let everybody in, like you just stop at the stop sign and be like, keep going. I I think this question relates to slow car fast, but really thinking man's car, like a Vanagon or an old Beetle or something where with so, you know, so little power, you have to adjust the way you drive and where you're thinking about anticipating passing and going up hills and all that stuff and what gear to be in and when to brake. Um, I think that that's a specific car or type of car. So yeah. slow, underpowered. I mean, that's definitely going to affect how you drive. Mm-hmm. I wonder if it's only car types that actually, you know, enthusiasts that actually do that. We're, we take advantage of the different qualities of the cars that we're in. No, but maybe I mean, a regular person wouldn't. Yeah, maybe. Like maybe, re- right. regular mm-hmm. Sally who just moved regular from Sally. a... Regular Sally. Regular Sally who moved <laughs> from a uh, Jetta... Diesel to an e-golf might same, drive same exactly same. the same. So, but, but regular, we we are like a little more. But you also have all that power like right off the bat, so it's same. so much easier to like accelerate fast and yeah. Hash, Sa- yeah. Sally might turn. Sally into might be yeah turned into. Twelve. By the way, hashtag look at regular, these. These seats look like trash to me. I don't like regular. Yeah, those are what those I was talking about. That's like the Neo. They're like one ones? piece too. It's like no yeah. definition. Like look at look at it. It just looks like S. the cheapest seat ever. It on looks the really shitty. Those are the neoprene ugly ones that I was talking about. Yeah, yeah. If you look at that Dolsol S seats, they look really cool. I agree with that. One last thing I was going to mention is like, for example. B5 S4s. Like a lot of people hate the way those drive because you have to adjust the weight. You have to drive around the understeer, you know, and like, yes, they're understeery, but you can drive them fast if you know how to like but throw them in about, return. You're and like, about aggressive driving. Like, yeah, yeah. So yeah. I mean, you have to be extra aggressive, right. but in, in the right way. You can't just be aggressive, like turn in at full speed. It's going to drive off the road. Like, yeah, you have to but be really hard on the brakes. But most people would drive that car. But, but coming from a Jetta or the B4, they would drive it exactly the same. Yeah, but aren't we also to kind of talking about driving on an asshole means around in traffic and stuff? And that's not where that understeer is going to come into play. Right. Yeah, yeah. You know? Oh, like he's talking about just in general, I think like on a daily basis. Yeah, we're talking about like a daily basis, yeah. like going to the store, like you're going to like cut in front, like you're going to do all these maneuvers and kind of yeah. go full throttle all the time. And and it's not necessarily like going on a back road and having fun. Right. It's, it's driving like an asshole 
I don't know. I see it as like, I see the question as like A to B around town. So it sounds like OMG's, uh, Hugo Ross's friends, uh, just needed to drive electric cars to get that in, get in, uh, in the zone to become a dick. I think you're right. <laughs> uh, Kurt K photo says, what cars have the potential to be really good or interesting to you if they came with rear wheel drive and or a manual transmission, but no other changes? Del Sol. <laughs> he says, for example, would you suddenly like a new Toyota Camry if it had a six-speed and rear-wheel drive? What if the Dodge Charger had a six-speed? I think the answer is all cars instantly become interesting. I agree with that. Every single yeah. one. Or at least more interesting. Way more interesting. <laughs> yeah. I would love a fucking rear-drive Camry. That would be an awesome car. Super reliable with that setup is kind of a dream. A Corolla is kind of my dream car. Rear-wheel drive Corolla. Like... I, I, you know, they made that, growing dude. up early days. Well, yeah, I mean, like the newer ones, though. Like, or, you know, I was all into the 510. I, I wasn't, I wasn't really into the, the BMWs. I thought they were a little too fancy. I was mm-hmm. like the 510 for it being lightweight. And they just never, we never had that. And like a modern Corolla that's built like shit. And, uh, it, uh you just add the rear wheel drive, like the cheap beater rear wheel drive would be amazing. Dude, how about a fucking uh, Civic SI rear wheel drive? Yeah, and that's like a dream, dream. But it's car. also cool as it is. It is, but yeah. I'm saying it would make it more make interesting. It yeah, yeah, I mean, you've talked about like a B, we've mentioned B13 SER, right? Like yeah. a, a Nissan Sentra. Like that's basically a 510, right? Like a, a modern right. in right, quotation right. marks, but a newer version of that car. I was thinking recently mm-hmm. about um, how much I like Mazda Miata RFs, and I think they're just really awesome. But I can't really get a car without a rear seat. Right now, it just seems like kind of a ridiculous thing to do. Mm-hmm. But um, why don't they make a fucking four-seater Miata or a slightly Rear larger drive Mazda 3? BRZ, you mean? It's called an RX-8. Or a BRZ? An RX-8, yeah. Or, yeah, BRZ. Yeah, yeah. I just It would be cool to make a Miata sedan or a Miata hatchback, like a Miata yeah. shooting brake with a little back cargo area. Like a little tiny FF. Yes, so like a little Ferrari, Ferrari Luso. So it'd be exactly like the Mazda three because that looks like an FF rear wheel drive, but rear wheel drive, but rear drive. That'd be so rad. Yeah. We've um, talked about this. We've I talked mean, about this. Got got Europe, and we know why they don't make what them. What do they have? Well, they have the one little one series, one series, yeah. one series. which is that. Mazda. It's a little one yeah, series yeah. rear wheel drive hatchback yeah. thing. And they're cool. They made cool. a two door too. I like them a lot. Yeah, they're they're, cool. they're very cool. The first gen was hideous, um, like the droopy eyes. We're dangerously close to one series wheelbase talk. I know. <laughs> I know. It's getting close. We're, we're just um, dancing around it. I just feel like there, it wouldn't be that hard to do it. I mean, they have a fucking, they have a whole chassis and everything. They just, you know, extend, just it, extend it, extend the wheelbase six inches and throw on a little hatchback. Mm-hmm. Dude, you don't need to extend else? the wheelbase though. Well, maybe. Why? Back seat? No. Like just eat into the trunk, you mean? You don't think so? I mean, shit, they'd be probably need, to. Like, I probably need to. Six inches. I'm not asking for much. Yeah, like the firewalls right there, right behind the seats, kind of. Yeah. The firewalls behind the seats. So, would you get one of those on the Miata? Wham. I would be very uh, intrigued. You I have a little bit of a shelf it. kind of thing, and then it's all firewall right it's there. A firewall on the rear? To the trunk. Well, yeah. he's not a firewall. It's not a firewall also no. behind you? Where the, where yeah, the, I think usually the firewall means like firewall in the front. Dude. Okay. It's separating well, the, the, the engine, engine from the cabin. So there if it's an MR2, then that is the firewall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There's a wall. There's a wall. 
Okay. Trunk wall. Trunk wall. Um, <laughs> Trunk I think wall. to get back to Kurt's, Kurt's uh, question, I mean, most cars get very interesting. And to get more detailed on that, he's saying what's what car would be really good um, that isn't already rear-wheel drive or manual transmission. So even one that just comes with an automatic, I mean... God, we could every car becomes better with that as an option. I mean, kind of. I think there's a power thing. Like, um, I don't think you need rear wheel drive in a little hundred new hundred and ten horsepower or whatever. You know, something mm. something that's uh, I'm trying to think of a car like where, a Nissan Versa is going to be sure better with a manual than an automatic. Um, yes. like a little gutless motor that is going to, Oh yeah, like that's de- no manual. I'm not arguing that at all. I'm yeah. just saying, but I don't think that car will do anything. Rear wheel drive won't change the dynamics of that car. Yeah, it would. I don't think so. Yeah. And also you wouldn't want a, um, so much cooler. It really would. It would be so much cooler. You have I to. Know, dude. I don't think it would do Rear wheel drive Versa. No, I don't think it, you would ever, <sighs> it'd be hard to really feel. Buy a brand new car off the showroom floor, $5,999 or whatever they sell them for these <laughs> days. 11, uh, 11, yeah. Um, yeah. What about like a uh, minivan? Stop. Not better. That also be. that rear wheel drive. That doesn't make it better. Like that four. I, we had, I had some Ford box truck little thing the other day. That would definitely not be better with rear wheel drive. Transit. Yeah. Transit. That, yeah. Front wheel drive is almost the, better in that thing. Drive version of that, but they don't make a pure rear anymore. Yeah. Um, is it out yet? The all wheel drive one? Yeah. 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 Do you look at prices? Oh, uh, they've been out for since it was brand new. Oh, all wow. wheel drive transits? I don't think so. They, sure. Oh, they've all been front wheel drive. I thought. No, the, the Pro Ford Transit. Yeah, the ProMasters. Oh, are all you're talking about drive. a Dodge. No, no, no. I'm saying the ProMasters are all wheel are front wheel drive, but the Fords, I think you get all wheel drive from day one. I'm pretty sure. Maybe, maybe, I think, maybe I think that's announced? a brand new thing that's just coming out. Oh, okay. I think. What is uh, what? Sorry, rear wheel drive. Uh, f- all wheel, all wheel drive. Because oh, they're all front wheel transit. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. I don't know anything about those things, but uh, Veloster and rear wheel drive. That's what you need. Well, little hatchback thing. That's, that's a three door. I don't know if you're down with that, but yeah, uh, you can squeeze people in the yeah, back. Yeah, we can't do three doors. <laughs> mini original Mini Cooper. Oh, current Mini Ooh, Cooper. Oh, little tiny one. Mm-hmm. I, when we've seen that that done. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah. I don't know how. I've never heard anyone like preach this. GTI. Ever. That's that's almost one where you don't want to see it. A mini. Like there may be two cars in existence where you don't want to see the change. That's one. The other is a Ford Festiva. What about a GTI? Any any specific generation? I'd be down with a rear wheel drive GTI. I'd be more into it. Current Golf rear rear drive. I think the oh, re- current one. Yeah, I yeah, think yeah, rear one so. more so than the old ones probably. Mm-hmm. It would yeah. change that whole yeah everything about it. Can't do all that. Getting crazy now. 62 Merc says, really want a new hatchback, such as a Veloster N, Civic Type R, Focus RS, or Fiesta ST. But honestly, can a guy in his 40s step out of one of those cars and not look like an idiot? Yeah, GTI. GTI. <laughs> That's a totally reasonable GTI car. GTI is the choice. You can't get the Veloster. No, you, have you to, look like an idiot. You have to buy a GTI. Yeah. You're an, you're an adult. That's okay, the only Focus choice. Focus RS isn't too far off. Yeah, it is. Pretty. Really? It's got some Euro root look to it. No, Pretty. dude. Um, look at the interior. Look at all the weird. Yeah, pretty, if it has yeah. any stylish things on the outside, styling, uh, the boy accents, stuff. then you can't get it. And the GTI doesn't. 
But don't you think it has a little bit of credibility in the enthusiast community where if you have that? It does in the enthusiast community. Yeah, but you turn that, you heard enthusiast boy racers. This is talking about like, (laughs) this is like, this is like bringing your, this is like going to your your job and and picking up your kids. What I was thinking is picking up a client at the airport. Yes. Something like, yes. (laughs) Someone that's not into cars. (laughs) That's not into cars. Yeah. Yeah, That's kind of a little bizarre, but yeah, GTI is, it's like pretty nice interior. It's like pretty subdued. I agree. Um, I wonder Ball if you get away with a, with a Ford Focus RS if it's gray. Yeah. That's where, Maybe. I, that's where my head went. And it's also wheel choice is a big one, right? I don't know, dude. They're, they're still pretty, well, that front, a lot the whole, on. like, yeah. There's all the gills and all that. Like yeah. Car. Okay. Golf. Golf. Yeah, GTI is definitely the choice in this. Yeah. Big Fat Flip says, going through F1 uh, race tech withdrawals after finishing Adrian Newey's How to Build a Car any similar book recommendations that go down into design minutiae does, doesn't have to be car related, but bonus points for anything rally group B WRC tech. Uh, I have one for you. I think it's, it's old now, but it's still pretty, pretty advanced. There is a book, um, that breaks down every single detail about the 2001 Ferrari F1 car. It's a big coffee table book, but it goes through the design process, wind tunnel, engineering, um, race results and all that stuff. Um, it's not a cheap book, but you know, if you're feeling yourself, check it out. I think it's called Ferrari F 2001. That sounds pretty cool. What was that book that, um, Oh, his parent, his dad. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, TPMS (laughs) team GPS, but yeah, yeah. I forget what it's called, but it's supposed to be good. I haven't, I want to get it. What, what? Uh, shoot. It's, um, it's, it's basically curb, exactly what you're Curve seven. Oh, curb, yes, yes, yes. It was curb 77. It was about styling, designing. He just put it up somewhere. Um, yeah. I thought I saw him in LA. Did I, was he down there? I don't know. Yeah, I saw him around. Yeah. yeah. I talked to him for a second. Uh, yeah, his dad wrote this book that's kind of like the Bible for, um, cool car design. Design. And yeah, I don't know if it was all just cars, yeah. but, um, Anyways, we'll look it up here in a second and, hmm. and throw it in there. The other one I was going to say while these guys are, are searching was uh, uh, Driving Ambition was written by Gordon Murray about the development of the McLaren F1. And that I have that book, and it's super rad because it goes through, you know, napkin sketches all the way to um, testing the car and figuring mm-hmm. it all out and stuff. So that's a really cool one. That is an expensive book, though. So I think it's like 500 bucks or something. Um not exactly the same, but Carol Smith has the series that's like tuned to win and like build to win, engineer to win. It's all about building race cars. Mm-hmm. He was uh, involved in a lot of uh, a lot of different high end programs. What about Skunk Works? It could be a good one. I haven't read that one. It's about um, Lockheed developing like the SR seventy one. Oh, sweet. oh wow. some of the other details stories from that era. There's uh Ross Braun also wrote one uh, Total Competition that is it's about Formula One strategy, but it goes into a lot of like the kind of the the loopholes of Formula One and like a lot of details. I mean if you just read Adrian Newey's book, it's kind of in the same wheelhouse. Um but I'm trying to figure out this one is exactly the book is called H point. H point that's it's exactly fundamentals of car design and packaging. That's exactly what he Wait, wants. Yeah. <laughs> the H. letter H. Uh-huh. H point. Can I, I, I want to read it. Mean? I haven't read it yet. H point. I have to read it to find out. That's the hype. Heel and toe apparel.com forward slash DWA. 
We all know Heel and Toe Apparel has the coziest shirts, um, the best automotive shirts out there. And uh, it's the perfect gift. Christmas is coming up, Hanukkah, whatever, you know, holidays you celebrate, um, little gift exchanges at your work. This is the perfect gift for the car lover in your life, even if they're not super into cars. They're just kind of cool graphics that I think anyone could wear, especially like the sandals on the on the uh, on the pedals shirt. Um, you have a lot of cool stuff, really cool hats, cozy sweatshirts. Um, they have a new beanie, which is really cool. It's a Dawn Patrol beanie. So check that one out. And uh, they have some socks that they made in collaboration with our friend uh, Eric over at Stripe Design. So go check out all their gear and uh, pick some up for the holiday and get 20% off your order when you use the code DWA at checkout or go to heelandtoeapparel.com forward slash DWA. Why are you talking says if you were forced caps forced to daily a sub 100 horsepower car in San Francisco, what would you choose? Toyota Paseo. Oh. What the heck? It's the first one I could think of was under 100. <laughs> there are many options, right? I mean, one that you'd want to be in every day. BMW 2002. What year? Any. Well, that's you can't get it. Yeah, anything that's not formula, anything that's not fuel injected, or is that a? How are you going to survive? Oh no, I, I'm saying for no, the no, people. No, you. It says yeah. right here. If you, I was suggesting for you. No, no, it's it's saying you. you. It says you. I'm saying you, Warren. I'm saying you, Warren. I'm saying you. The Utes. Mm. Yeah, fuel injection would be nice. A GTI, uh, like a Mark One, was that? Is that 105 or is that 100? What is that? Or is it 95? Uh, what was that's less than a how pretty much? Freaking low number. Less than how much? 100. 100 flat. I don't think it was less than 100. A GTI. I, I think a GTI. I feel more. like they were right around 100. I know. 105. I mean, you that's what I just said. 105. You could go golf. I mean, yeah. You could go. Or a, I can go rabbit. Yeah. A rabbit's Mark, like 70 horsepower. Mark one rabbit. Well, I mean, choice. Mark one, you could go GTI. Oh, probably, right. I got one. So no, that's what I was talking about. No, <laughs> that's over 100, is it? Yeah, no, way under. Which HF car? is way under, yeah. HF? It's CRX HF. Oh, yeah. The yeah, they're like, I know they were light. Even the DXs don't have 100 horsepower. Okay, I got one. A really well prepped, a lot of sidewall, good seats, first gen Mini Cooper. Mm. Like 60. Yeah. Okay. Oh, you know what? I'm going to driver. I mean, dude, in San Francisco, pretty cool. Parking Parking anywhere. Awesome. Zipping around. Yeah. Zippity doo And Yeah, because money's no object, eh? Doesn't say anything about money. Not a single object, huh? No, zero objects. So really well prepped. Like perfect Mm. uh, rally of the era. (laughs) It would be kind of interesting if you really were forced to do this Mm -hmm. and you could take any car basically and you throw a restrictor plate on it and you detune it so you just detune the shit out of it right so make it like a perfect 99.9 horsepower like where it's like the fattest band like power band and torque dude what if torque goes crazy (laughs) dude what about a fucking diesel diesel pickup that's true 300 foot pounds of torque bigger so what about your boy that you sent over today in the fucking honda van yeah uh, any, that was crossing my mind, but it's like climbing hills. But so any this K car with like a turbo, K car has like, that's like eighty five horsepower. How much horsepower I think it's does less, a dude, Turbo W one twenty three have? Is that what you want? Way less, less, less than hundred. That'd be comfortable. Yeah, that'd be no, comfortable. No, 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 that you might be able to tanks. pull hills. I bet it's got like get anywhere. Fifteen horsepower. Yeah, right. Look kind of cool. <laughs> look at another that rate. much. Yeah. No I, way. As an alternate, little dude. I know, but the but cars used to not have a lot of power. I know, but a turbo. He said. 
All right, let me look it up. So, I, just, I don't cheap see it, alternate dude. to your crazy. Uh, I can see it being like one thirty-five. Damn, dude, that's a crazy. That's our Jetta Mark V diesels. We're a hundred and forty. Uh-huh. So, so you're like, saying that like is that two sixty torque, right? Yeah, yeah. So you're thinking those are like as oh, quick man. as as that? Maybe oh, not. dude, Lane. Huh. So in 1976, when they added the turbocharger, it went up to 187 horsepower. Dang. This doesn't sound right. No, no that's that not, not real, dude. <laughs> what am I looking yeah, for? What are you W116. Talking about? And by the way, that would be more than any like American V8. This will do it. Okay. In 1978, the W116, uh, produced turbo diesel sedan. So the 300 SD produced 109 horsepower. And that's a turbo diesel. So in yeah. 1978, right. 79, they bumped it a little bit. That's still over though. Yeah, so 1978 through 1980, 300 SD turbo. Dude, what about a... I do a 914 2-liter. 20. Oh. Who's that? 95. Damn. Oh, that thing, yeah. Uh, AutoZam. Yeah. AutoZam would be Daily. fun. Daily. so hard to get in out Daily. of it. So, so Mark 1 GTI, I can't even find the horsepower, but in Europe, they were 108, so they were right, right around 100 here. How to beat. How to beat. How to beat. I mean, it's right there. AutoZam, yeah. Honda Beats, all that stuff. All the K cars. Suzuki Those are all like 68 <laughs> horsepower, right? Yeah, or something me and like my that. Mini and you and your cappuccino would be just crushed to death. Hell yeah. Like, no. By a Mini oh. train and I was like going to say, you're hours. like crushed. We're like, yeah, yeah. I thought you were saying we were crushing it. My 74 914 was 73 horsepower. Dang. You rolling that daily? Yeah, sure. San Francisco? I mean, it's I, no less comfortable than my Mini. In this scenario, I mean, obviously your Mini is a big draw. But yeah. I would actually be fairly content with the Festiva, I think. Yeah. It's super light. All it is is a it's modern light. mini. Yeah, it's a modern it's, mini. It's the same. Yeah. The idea. only thing way, way less retracting is the automatic retracting seatbelts. By the way, you're going budget unlimited. Yeah, I know. He's, <laughs> he's, <laughs> I know. he's going like, well, hey, I was trying to, it's I was, just like a modern mini instead of like uglier I mean, and not as cool. It drives like, shittier. Yeah, the like, interior is awful. Yeah, no yeah. one likes it. I, it's just a fun spot in my heart. Yeah, for this. And uh, instead but, of being like a cool car, you have a dirtbag car. Well, I was thinking about this whole restrictor plate idea. I was thinking a little bit more through it, but it's like, what car, like, you don't want to just jump into a bigger car and restrict it down because then it's like you have a bigger car with way Dude. low horsepower. So, like, you kind of have to do the lightweight thing. So, Lo- to, yeah. Lotus Elon uh, uh, comes to mind. Dude, I'll do a Porsche 356. Yeah, oh, that's a that. good choice. That'd be dope. How about a 1985 yeah. 389 uh, BMW? Oh, Ooh, really? how much? Right on 100. That's Dang. the fucking M10. Yeah, and you've got it's comfortable. Um, it's got good a good heater. Got a big trunk. What's the what? Can you get? You can, can you get M- out of the M10? Can you get into the M20 and be under 100 horsepower? No, I don't know of any M20s no. that are under 100 horsepower. Okay. I mean the 323, Dude, the, the Eurospec E21 is probably like 130 horsepower or something like that. The uh, uh, AW11 Toyota MR2 was like 108. So yeah, I was, I was going to say so 86, which is the same motor, but then you're over. So sorry, Charlie. Yeah. Do you, so that's one where maybe an A86 with a restrictor plate. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Jeez, there, I don't think, yeah, where's this restrictor plate? <laughs> hey, it was It's a fuel-injected car. How does this work? You just restrict you the air going it. in. You can yeah. detune it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You put a straw for the intake. Just put a banana on the tailpipe or something. Bobby Reed with the cars. He changed his Instagram name. Bobby Reed with the cars says, who plays you in DWA, the movie? (laughs) (laughs) What is this movie? I like this. Okay. Um, We're not allowed to choose. You're not allowed to choose your own. Okay. Someone else. I I got it. Lane is played by John Davis. Oh, (laughs) <laughs> Next on Motor Week. 
which would be so rad as an a movie targeted at enthusiasts. If you pulled John Davis out of retirement, no, he's not in retirement. He's, he's on. on dude. He's ready then. <laughs> he still you does the videos and a podcast. Film and a podcast. Would yeah. love oh that. shit! I want to hear it. Motor well, podcast. So, oh, um, God, who's the actor? Uh, Warren's looking at me with a weird look. I'm looking at. I'm looking at art, and I've got somebody in mind. Um, who's the guy? Brian is uh, uh, fucking the, his, uh, the lawyer in uh, Fear and Loathing. What's oh, his Benicio name? Del Toro. <laughs> yeah. Whoa, that's gnarly. All all stressed, old, all fucking strung out. Old. Oh yeah, John Davis isn't old for me, but <laughs> fucking Benicio's way old for art. They're gonna do no, I just want to see John Benicio. Davis works for lame, but, dude. Okay, uh, here's here's I'll set the the conditions here. So Benicio del Toro recreating Art's long tails, like it just works, no, it right? Work. Like the stressed okay. out, like like weird winding paths. Like I feel the, like uh, you could do that. You can do. I remember the Irishman? They use that technology now where they make them look young or something. Oh, yeah. So we can get. I think yeah. we can get away with that. That's true. Yeah. Warren, that was Warren. Uh, Brian's uh, Warren. fucking Spicoli over here. Is he Sean a, Penn? <laughs> Sean, Sean Penn, really? <laughs> it's like Sean, the, the later years. Yeah. Sean Penn driving down the fucking highway at night in a C4 Corvette with a flashlight lighting up the gauges <laughs> and Mexican blanket flowing. Oh, man. <laughs> no, Brian's like Nick Jonas or something. Some Adam kid. Driver. Nick Jonas. No, not Adam Driver. <laughs> Nick Jonas is really uh, the Jonas Brothers, young, yeah. youngish like people. kids kids show. Well, yeah. For so he's kids. up and coming. He's in Jumanji, the movie. Oh, cool. Yeah. Um, I don't know Jonas. Okay, Art is The Rock. The Rock? What? <laughs> hey, we're going for a blockbuster here. This is kind of a weird scenario because I'm just staring at Warren. He's like, like trying twice to think of the actor. Like, I don't know what he's talking about right now, uh, yeah. but I'm like just trying to stare Lane at Warren. Like, is who is Vin Warren? Diesel. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, Who's Wham? Wham's uh Who plays Wham? No, I'm, I'm the looking. age thing is hard. I know. It's difficult. I don't know any new actors. I know. Or young actors. Because why did <laughs> Wham could be? Or I mean, uh, Brian could be like a like a Ryan Reynolds. He's got the because he's kind of a, uh, like he's got the goofy thing going on. I don't know. I think you could, Ryan yeah. Reynolds could be a good Brian. Yeah, Brian Reynolds. Brian Reynolds. Yeah. Oh, that, well, that works. That's easy to remember. That's easy. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, Bobby Reed. Who do you think? Who do the listeners think? Now, wait, wait. I'm trying to escape here without... I know. Yeah. Who is <laughs> well, I can't pick myself. And I you guys know. Aren't we got to be moving on. You guys can think about it. No, no. We're thinking about it. Hold on. Yeah, we're thinking about, about it. Jack Black. Jack Black's pretty good. Hockey. I'll take Jack Black. <laughs> That's kind of good. Jack Black. Just... But it... But it yeah. He's a... I don't know, like somebody who's like running the conversation, like you know, cutting people Tom off. Segura. Tom Segura could play me. Tom Segura, yeah. How about um? How about a hot pockets? Oh, Jim Gaffigan. Jim Gaffigan. <laughs> yeah. Jim Gaffigan. <laughs> take, I love that. Um, <laughs> bas Basking who, who, sharks. Who media. runs Wheel of Fortune? I don't know. Pat Sajak. Game show. Pat Sajak. <laughs> He's not known for something. <laughs> Did, didn't he die or something recently? Or something, Jesus something happened. Yeah. He he doesn't. Wait, does he? Do real, is that real fortune? Yeah, it is. Yeah. And Vanna yeah, White. No, oh, well, Vanna some, White. Yeah. Some issue. Yeah. And Vanna White took over for a night. It was very yeah. big news. For a night. Yeah. All right. Wow. Basking Sharks Media. Do you think with the continued proliferation of the EV skateboard platform, we could see a rebirth of the coach building industry? This is what we talked about, didn't we? Yeah, yeah. I'm thinking a Tesla drivetrain with the body by Zagato, for example. Or will it go way of the cell phone where the product cycle will be too short? 
Well, we kind of talked about. No, this. I think it was total opportunity. Yeah. yeah, and you could always just like switch it up and get a new skateboard when the platform wears out. Yeah, we were saying that it'd be nice if Tesla just stopped making cars and just made this platform, yeah. and then other manufacturers could stop developing the technology. Well. They could just smaller. be the technology development company and then the other companies yeah, like, go in and tune chassis. Like, you wouldn't have to develop a whole electric car even yep. though they're, they're trying to, and they could just use this proven thing, right? Mm-hmm. Some idea. Now, do you guys know if the truck is supposed to use the same platform? I I'm thought pretty so. sure it's unique because oh, I think they talked about, I think they talked about, uh, like how it's this, like the body is the structure. Right. And I think, I don't think, Necessarily like monocoque describes it because I think that's specific. I don't know. Maybe it's not. I mean, it's stainless, right? So I don't, a monocoque chassis, I don't know if it, but I mean, monocoque is like just the way it's assembled. That can be aluminum or it can be a composite or whatever. So So maybe that describes it. You think that this is more than one cock? Is that what you're saying? (laughs) Dual. No, I think it might be one cock. Dual (laughs) cock. Did you guys see, did you guys see that he left a restaurant and hit a cone? Oh my God. It was crazy. No. Yeah. There's big news that he's been driving this thing around Malibu and LA. Elon himself mm-hmm. is using the cyber truck as his daily. <laughs> I love it, dude. Yeah. But like I he was he that. left a parking lot like right there on PCH and like he hit a cone or something and that was like all over the news. Really? So apparently uh <laughs> Drew sent me a link to Spike Ferrison's latest podcast, which has the uh either the writer or someone involved in the It's uh, the guy who wrote the, the it's Nedemeyer. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. Nedemeyer or uh, whatever. Yeah. yeah. Um he was Tesla on TST story. also. Yeah. So, he did, what, so he must have just doing the rounds. Yeah. Um but he, Drew said it's a must listen for Tesla skeptics. Well, I, mean, yeah, I don't know which way. I want to read it, the book. Yeah, I mean it, it sounds great. So anyways, I didn't know check that out. Robbie 30 says we're approaching the end of another decade and people are discussing the most significant cars of this desk of this decade. If you had to pick a significant car from the 80s and one from the 90s, what would it be? Well, why not pick one? Why from not the, from this? Well, because ending because 2010s. We don't we're usually more focused on old cars and Most everyone else. Oh, is so he said, yeah, this is coming up. Yeah, yeah. What, could we pick one? Or yeah, yeah. Something for those others. Most significant from the 80s is the first gen minivan. We all know that. Good call, one. I mean, kind of, but I don't know if the mini. Don't you think? No, like, I don't uh, think. It, I don't think it's a. I don't think it's a obvious conclusion, right? I don't know. Well, well, I mean, that is no. That's definitely one of the most significant. Yeah, is but that what you think people would say of the eighties? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was. It was huge. One of them. I think and the other is SUVs. SUVs but how about like an SUV? How about like a Jeep? A Jeep Cherokee or like a. F- so Ford. the Jeep Cherokee was significant because it went. It was the. It went. To, it's like the first modern SUV because yeah. it's not on a, exactly. it's not body on frame. So what well, about a Ford Explorer for the so 90s? That, that paved the way for like mm. everything that's sold today. And basically. the size being a, yeah. you know, yeah. that, that form factor and everything. Honda so Civic one for the, the 80s. I was going to say, I mean, uh, Honda Civic. LS 400. Yeah. Lexus LS 1990. 90. So I guess that goes into the night. Yeah. It uh, encompasses, but, well, it was 89 released in 89. How significant was it though? Okay. Like what did it change in the auto industry? I think it just, it fucked up all the Germans and they had to totally recalibrate their scene. They were, uh, what did, down a path of kind of more, um, were they though? Like, I mean, I know the NSX kind of distri- did that, but like, did, did it, I mean, what did it change about Mercedes? I think they had to make more efficient cars and not as complex. I think they, they did more pe- I, I like this idea of like impacting what consumers buy, right? That's definitely what like this the, did. the, the, it's cheaper. It? Well, hold on. You're saying the, the LS, LS 400. 
But that's a like it's a luxurious Super high sedan. End, and did luxurious sedans take over the United States? Like, no, but I think for it, example, SUVs. Yeah, no, right. Compared, you just it doesn't hold a candle. I just think if you're you were in the market for the top of the line S, uh, sedan, you know, Mercedes, BMW, Jaguar, all of a sudden there's a car that did everything pretty much the same. It the game. You know, and it was less expensive. It was more reliable, super smooth, and it just seemed like a big. I think uh, you could argue. Yeah, that but I don't Civic think Civic had a more of a eighty Civic. More in, yeah, like had yeah. more of an like going on this idea. I think the root idea is it's going from complex stuff or whatever to like super high build quality at a cheaper price. Yeah, and that that had that that had already shifted due to the introduction of the Japanese cars in like the economy market earlier. So yeah, the Civic would probably be like the same sort of thing. I also think that was a huge thing for Lexus, but I don't think it was a huge thing for the auto industry. Yeah, I don't think I it, agree. like W one two six was a good car. Before that and during the that that it was still competitive with the LS. It wasn't like it know, wasn't like it is. came out and was like holy shit. It, I don't. I, don't. I think it was like they had no idea that the Japanese could do that, and then all of a sudden there was a car that pretty much was an equal. Yeah, like but, overnight. But it still wasn't the most influential. No, I, I won't. I'm not going to yeah, say it was the most influential, but, yeah, but I'm, I'm just throwing I, that one of them. I would yeah. say like I because I would argue like the NSX. Did the same thing, but it really made the others have to change, right? They didn't have to change because they were still making such small quantity. Ferrari had to change. They didn't really have to change. But they did change. The 360, maybe. They did change when they were natural thing. Which was the 360. What changes did they make? They they had to make a better car is what is what they're saying. Well, but you could also other, argue was, you could also make the argument that the Porsche was already out and it was like doing well and it was super yeah, reliable totally. too. So did they really like I don't know, did it really have as big it's of an impact be really as people high say? Volume. I think. Yeah. yeah. Well, in the like, mid- I think so. Across yeah. everything. I think that's, that's why true. the minivan's a big deal. The yeah. SUV. You look at minivans, SUVs, electric vehicles, hybrids. So maybe a Prius in the nineties or no, that came out in two thousands. Two thousands. Yeah. Yeah. But with the, with the Ferrari thing with NSX, yeah, it was, it was making a car that was usable on a daily basis that wasn't going to go overheat in traffic. But the Porsche already did that. Yeah. And it was the same. Had, but so. it wasn't a mid-engine car that I know, had the supercar you're profile. You're just adding right? mid-engine. Yeah. So like, well, that, I mean, that's what I'm going for. You said Ferrari. So like, I, I think it definitely made them do that, right? Like it made yeah. them like build a more comfortable place to be that had some luggage space, like all of those things, right? Like that was, yeah. um, I don't know if it was, I, I wouldn't call it. I basically it the most. talked myself out of my argument because, I don't think that the NSX changed the world that yeah, at so all. I don't think it was. I think it was just a big deal that they built such a good car as their first like attempt. But and same with the Lexus. I think it's a huge deal that they were able to build that car and they spent a fortune making it. But I don't think it was like the most influential. I think you have to like Brian was saying. You have, to, go, you have to look at like volume stuff and and things that like changed the way. Cars were built for the next ten years, or or, or I, I think it's more not about what, how they were built, but what people buy, like changed what people buy. So yeah, exactly. SUV was, Influential, one big one, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. probably the like Ford Explorer. Yeah, it came out in eighty nine, right? Yeah, but maybe uh, you know, take a nineteen ninety one or two version, mm. and that that kind of yeah, but Jeep was there first. Yeah, that's right. what that was. That's what I was thinking Ford Explorer, but then I'm like, but Cherokee was already being built. Yeah, I know, but I think Jeep still embodied the rough and tumble world of the SUV. I mean, yeah. Explorer all of a sudden mm. took it to this like 
more That's an interesting luxurious twist on uh, daily driver. They definitely thing. popularized it and made it more of like a commonplace and right. acceptable yeah. to buy that car like as for, your everyday car. Right. A Jeep is like, you have to have like a cabin or yeah. a dirt road or something. It's definitely a little more specialized. Like, yeah. yeah. And now that, that's definitely not true today, but I think you take the a car. Suburban like was a pretty big one. Mm-hmm. The they were in the, from the 70s. I yeah, mean, they were building full, them forever. Full size beast. Yeah, yeah. There's really no, like I'm thinking like high sellers volume wise is trucks and stuff, but there's no change in the, the strategy there. And, and right. you know, for decades, I mean, Honda Accord, the, the, yeah, the Honda Accord and the Honda Civic yeah. seem to be very high. Yeah. But they were building the same thing that there wasn't like anything, anything they changed it was significantly in like 1995 one. or something right, like that. Right. But what you're saying though is it did change the. That's more of like the people, 70s. It was a, a Honda was buying an trend, influ- right? Yeah, yeah, like. But you could say that from the 70s. In the 70s yeah. was the introduction of the low cost Japanese car, which yeah. was the Honda Civic essentially. But the, in the 80s, the Accord gave you like. The Accord a was a very big. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. So do you guys think that the Accord made more people buy sedans? I yes, feel like it I was a so. hugely popular car. Well, sedans were super popular. That was so like that's, all that, the only choice there was. It was right. a you're good buying, car, but you're what changes did it right? bring up? Versus, I guess like sedans were historically, you were buying a large sedan, right? And like Accords were efficient, better braking, handling car that was like compact, but not, it wasn't a compact car. It was a midsize car or whatever. But, uh, and I think it, it, you're, it, it was, I think the, the, I mean, I'm to think what do you mean? Like, there was tons of sedans that were that size and everything. Yeah, but I think buying, so, okay. So but we had not, 80s I say and selling, 90s, right? I, I think it's. I'm trying to. I'm trying to think of how to phrase this. It wasn't that it influenced the market to make more sedans and try to compete with Accord. It was like Accord was the car to buy. Was that though? Okay, so here. Okay, we we have to answer it by decade. I know we're going on with this one, but I think it does. I think it's really hard. There's so many cars. So let's start with the eighties. Spend more time. I think basically we're talking about others like Accords and whatever, but really it's between the first gen minivan and the, the Jeep Cherokee. It feels like what's going to beat one of those. We have to decide for the eighties. We have to decide minivan is way more influential for me. I mean, I I don't know, but I mean, yeah, it's a whole new thing. It was the whole new thing. I mean, as you're saying first gen minivan. Yeah. If you're comparing those two things. I mean, the, to me, the SUV is the they bigger made a, impact. They made SUVs in the 70s. They made SUVs in the 60s. They were less refined. and, and yeah. But the minivan comes along, and it's, it starts a whole new segment. Yeah. Okay. I'm comfortable to with be, that. To be used and popular. What do you guys think? Are you comfortable with first-gen minivan? Yeah. Even though Vanagon's did it. Yeah, first. and they came out in 84. No, but that's different. And those are based on, like, an old, you know, old-style. So minivan's the answer, Lane? Probably. So then we have nineties. Right? 90s. 90s is hard for me. I don't, I don't, it's such a weird I kind of like, feel like car decade. every, like the whole decade was just like trends and things just kind of like what came out of it at the end. There was what spat out the fucking nineties. That's the thing. After the nineties. I can't really. Don't you feel like the nineties as a decade was okay. that though? It's okay, like so the clothing, like there's no identifying. Well, it's a lot like of rad a, shit. There's a lot of eighties spillover. There's a lot of, there's cars, a lot of like but, but real next level shit. Nineties. Next level shit. But did anything like change significant happen that like changed car culture for the next I mean, like like for the next twenty years or whatever? I think it's minivan level. I think it's hard to argue because it's such low production, but the NSX is a pretty good answer. 
But what did it change? I think it just made for an acceptance that uh, Japanese cars could be that special and are worthy. I don't know. I don't but know. I but they're still not accepted as that. I know. It's still not. They're, they're still not there. So I would say it didn't do a good job at it. Well, so what I mean, about so the difference? Uh, well, you put it this way. Like in that, in that realm though, like the mid-engine, you know, quote unquote supercar world, like it was, it was acceptable to make a car that was compromised. Right. And so that's what the NSX did. It's like, it doesn't have to be. That's what they were trying to yeah. say. Right. And so they were yeah. able to make a car that basically was relatively easy to maintain, you know, easy to get in and out of like you know, all of these and, and comfortable to be in good visibility. Yep. Like you have trunk space, like all of those things. Right. So I think it influenced a very a specific sector of the market and it definitely impacted that. But, um, I don't know if the most influential though, I can't call it that for the nineties. I don't know. Like I, I, I feel like I would say be, Miata over that, but Miata's 89, but yeah, still I would say that's a nineties that, that really, that really changed the marketplace. Um, and I'm, well, I'm trying to think of it from a different angle too. Like I think, I, I think what, what Ford Explorer is a great one. Like did if, it jump yeah, into it a did that market. come out in 89 or 90? Let's see. If it came out in 90, it's Ford Explorer. So yeah. why was the Explorer a better one than the, the Forerunner? Ford Explorer, cause that was a body, Forerunner's body on frame. It's not really roomy inside. It's kind of mm-hmm. rough and tumble. Mm-hmm. If they're not a, it's not the best. Like it wasn't as good of a, like drop your kids off of school. Mm-hmm. You know, it didn't, it's not the modern interpretation of a CUV SUV yeah. as much of like a, as a, as the, the yeah. Ford is, I would say introduced in 1990 for the 1991 model year. Ford Explorer. It was also such a better, it was such a crazy seller. Yeah, it's all those Eddie lot. Bowers and stuff. Yeah. They went luxury yeah. with it too, which is oh, like a, you could almost we could almost get that exact like to yeah. say because and this ties into what I was thinking about is like what's the marketing spin like when you start like adding because you know the eighties and nineties were marketing just fucking barrage right like yeah. that stuff was like made up in the fifth you know like real serious marketing was like a you know a groundswell that like really hit with all these new mediums of like the you know common TV and like different advertising platforms. And so like, what were they selling? And it was like, maybe this ties into it, the upscale, uh, around town SUV. So it's like the Eddie Bauer. It's adding luxury to that that. middle-class fancy middle-class fancy. Yeah. Like what? Yeah. What? Yeah. Who grew out of that decade? Middle-class fancy is like kind of a, Thing. It's a 1994 Explorer Sport. The Sport two door, yeah. I remember those, those are rare. Definitely picturing yeah. the second gen, the next generation. Oh, the, the oh, round, I, the round I picture those ones. I picture that one too. They didn't even have Eddie Bauer for that. Yeah, they did. They must have. They made this through really 94. Yeah, they had they had Eddie Bauer's. They were two tone because they had Eddie Bauer uh, Broncos too. Like you know the late nine late eighties Broncos and early nineties. So in a. Uh, in a stunning uh, turn of events, driving while awesome has chosen the first gen minivan and the 1991 Sucks, to 94 right? Ford Explorer. And that is from our American perspective too. Like in Europe, it might be something completely different, no. right? Like, I mean, you think that's going to have oh, an no, influence I'm, there? I'm not, <laughs> like, I mean, or I'm that, not taking a country of origin. I know. I'm just, I'm just saying that for the rest of the world. Cause I have no idea what, like, oh, in you're Europe, like in the nineties, I don't people know. In Belgium Belgium think yeah, that's yeah. Yeah. True. Yeah. Right. That's you're, definitely, this is definitely American. We're going with what we know. Yeah. We live here. I, my vote, yeah. My vote is definitely for the second gen coming out of, of the, the bubble. Ex- uh, bubbly. No, because that didn't do it. That's, oh, that's the Bronx one that did it. Knock, no, I'm just saying 90 like, to 90. representing what happened, you know, like a representation of the big change. Like, I think that is 
too sparse. Too still, sim- yeah. It doesn't tell I, the uh, full story of what Art just said, which mm-hmm. is what what did you oh, say? Middle, middle, class, middle class fancy. No, it is though. To me, that the middle Eddie, class fancy is the bubbly one. So the Eddie Bowers of those it's ones. The change of when you start doing all the full leather. No, everything. those had full leather. Yeah, they had perfect. <laughs> no, it was they had um round. They had, I need round in the nineties. That's what I need. There was like less. I need round. It was like higher quality. They had metal switch. And that's what that's what does not that works in the eighties. That represents the eighties. So those early ones, we need round bubbly bullshit. The early. Bad, right? No, the early explorers, the Eddie Bauer ones had like full leather with the um, perforated centers. Um, a lot of them were like the, okay, but the green with the brown bottom with the brown interior. Like really, like was, they were all going full luxury. Answer me this, Elaine. Was yeah. the gauge cluster squared off or was it round? I don't remember that. But I remember. I think cool. square is 80s square. and and we need for 90s no, to dude, represent the It was the literally released shit. in 1990. Yeah. Squared off. No, I know. I'm saying to represent the 90s. So when the, yeah. when they released in 1990, <laughs> I did not have I, like the bubble I effect. Saying, I understand, right? but you you need but, to. But you're saying, understand. but the second gen doesn't mean anything without the first gen, and therefore well, no, it's it not could, the most influential. It very well could because mm. it very well could have been a much dramatically more sold than the first gen. No way. Look at look at no sales, way. which is but what I, I see what is mean, impacting like, us. I mean, yeah, that, I, that's I, like measuring the impact. Totally, yeah, I can see that. I mean, like, I, I, I'm I'm on the fence on it, but I can see what you mean. Like, so you also is, had to deal with the Firestone debacle in that second which gen. Which is so 90s, right? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, like... And you have Jurassic Park. That's true, too. Pathfinder. I wasn't going to bring up that point. <laughs> Don't whisper Pathfinder at this I'm moment. just trying to think of all the other ones at this, you know, like, what are we looking at? Well, you at? have Jeep Grand Cherokee. It was oh, a big that deal. That was actually was a, a big pretty deal. big one. But this is before this pre, this is before that. That's yeah, the whole yeah. thing. That's this started that. This is why they built the Grand Cherokee. It started shit, and that's a fucking thing. That's why it's the first gen. Well, who else was out there? I remember did the Grand Wagoneer start the Grand Cherokee? No, that's yeah. huge. Chevy Blazer, a little guy. Uh-huh. Oh, those that doesn't even count. <laughs> or Bronco too. No way. Yeah, no. Uh, so I remember test driving these and like thinking it was so luxurious and crazy. There you go. But does it epitomize nineties? Yes. Yes. I don't. The first gen one. Yes. No, dude. I think we all just agree that it's like a little bit more of an eighties. No, like, no, it's nineties. You're thinking. You're thinking nineties car has yeah, to be what? Like, the, bubbly. When you spit out <laughs> at the other end of the nineties. What exemplifies <laughs> the nineties? I hear right? you're saying you're not wrong. Like, is that not, not what we're not wrong. describing right now? No, we're not. We're just saying. One yeah, that, I think so. I mean, what you're picking you're, one to represent that decade. Yeah, and so you want to pick to be, one that came out at the very cusp, right on the early one. No, was, but all but, the development was okay. done in the eighties. I think you're going down this weird rabbit hole now because we're so. picking the most influential car of that era, and you have to say that this started the whole SUV craze. Is the point, and it's this car that started it. It's not the one that came out in 1995. It's the first gen car that was like offered an Eddie Bauer edition with full leather interior, all the, the goodies you can get. So that's different than influential. Yeah. So it's the most significant. Yeah. No, the most significant, you could argue, is the one that did the most volume. Which is that? I don't think so. <laughs> Let's, okay. Maybe somebody can shit, Google that. Starting gangster shit. Uh, shout out to 1997 Integra Type R. Yeah. Just because you like them? Big one. No, I mean, I think it, it really got a lot of people to uh, tap into this whole high performance, kind of lightweight, little sporty car targeting a younger demographic. 
I don't know, dude. I, I remember when like, it came out, it, it wasn't like that big of a splash. Like we weren't talking about it. I was when I was in high school. We weren't talking about it. I was talking about it from what had already been off. You weren't. You were a little kid, dude. Were you yeah, I, I love that. Card. I know, but I that's a little kid from a little kid's eyes that likes like in high school. I'm it really wasn't, I, and it was already. But it wasn't. How like, old was it, Lane? It was two years old when I was in high school, and I was talking about it in high school, and one of my friends had one. Okay, but they weren't that big of a jump from even like a GSR or whatever they're called before. GSR. It, it's like it, it was not though. It was like as of as an overall car, it it didn't change the philosophy of anything. Thinking, what did it do? So it, I think it influenced uh, Dodge to build all those SRT things that they made. I think it influenced the Chevy Cobalts, like all of those. Like I don't know. <laughs> it's it influenced the worst cars. Like, uh, um, it's just it's a sector. I mean, that's why Civic Type R existed. Tuning out, but I did hear you say it influenced the Chevy Cobalt. Yeah, uh, that's I, why. And, and I said that with a big smile on my face. Uh, but that's why Civic Type R exists. That's why Veloster N exists today. That's why Focus RS is sold here in the U.S. today. Like all, I think like that. Uh, car I don't. Been, I don't know. I don't. I think so. I mean, you could then you can go back and be like, oh, the GTI did it all. Did it all then? More, come on, or E30 M3, even more, more significant like, than a Jurassic Park Explorer. <laughs> and by the way, Jurassic no. Park Explorer was the first gen too. So I don't know <laughs> what you're talking about. Oh, shit. Yes, it was. It was first gen. No, it, was. It, was. it was. It was. Yeah, it was. Yeah, definitely was. Yeah, it was. And I did not say it was more. We had him at Radwood. It was a it was yeah. a square one. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I'm it was. But I did not say it was more influential than that. I said shout out because the Jurassic Park came out in 1994. And it was like, or 93. Come on, Lane. Details. And that would have Details. been the first gen. Yeah, it was the first gen. <laughs> so Brian's argument. Is, my uh, my argument is falling apart, for okay, sure. That was a big blow to my argument Does right Toyota there. Does Toyota XRS exist without Type R, Warren? How influential is that? <laughs> XRS. <laughs> Toyota Matrix XRS. Oh, yeah. So sales numbers are really hard to even, like, but basically they started out with 160,000 cars, went up to... 395,000. I mean, it's like they all sold like crazy well until 2008, basically. When well, they sold I mean, 78 if that's grand. true, I don't, yeah, I'm having trouble getting history back that far, but if it was like a, a I mean, I an even curve, right going, every you know, even thing going all the way up from the first gen, then my argument's completely squashed because mine is only valid if it like it really jumped with the second mm. gen. Mm. It, you'd look at numbers of 94 versus 95, and that's what you'd want to see. Anyways. Joe, Although 94 versus, versus 95 would obviously be a jump. That's because true. Because so like you're an old year, an old model. Yeah, exactly. Joe Polo 68 has a good question. We might end on this one. 1973 and earlier American car replacements of your current fleet to fulfill the same purposes, Mighty Max included. Go. 1973 American? And older. Nineteen pre smog American cars to replace your current fleet. So Wait, for you guys, oh, well, it's have, easy. Yeah. You have one car. Yeah, replace my three. personal car. Yeah, uh, Mighty Max. I'm going with the C10. Does that count? They don't really make a lot of small pre seventy three trucks. Dotson. Yeah, that works. Dotsons are Toyota. Dotson. That works. I mean, you can replace well, it with anything. Be, there's a Toyota American, of that, right? There's, yeah, yeah, right, seventy three right. Toyota. Dotson's little. Dotson's they made a sorry, Love, right? Chevy Love. Oh, domestic. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Domestic. Chevy Love? 70, pre-73? I don't know. But anyways, you can pick whatever the fuck Ford you Courier. want. Ford Courier. Can you do the Ford Courier? Uh, That's a but you don't want that. I know. It is Mazda. <laughs> All right. C10. I'm fine yeah. with C10. I love C10s. There you go. Uh, Vanagon replacement gets tricky. Do I go Greenbrier Corvair? Or VW Bus? Or VW Bus? No, that's not Volkswagen. Volkswagen. <laughs> that's pretty... Oh, yeah. I'm in the US. Um... 
Uh, or do you go with just like a Dodge or Ford? Yeah, like the, those early. Yeah, yeah right. Ford like vans. what? Uh, yeah. What uh, Tom? Tom had yeah uh, that that weird yeah with the flat crazy front. grill yeah yeah, yeah. Mosa Mosa Ford, like right? I think that's better than a Greenbrier. I think so too. The yeah. Greenbriar's kind of ugly, ugly. The early and ones weird and 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 yeah. I mean the, those all, all the old vans pre seventy three are like pretty cool pretty cool like yeah so that flat front Ford Econoline thing yeah I, I know what I want one. those old Dodges look kind of cool too. it's kind of I don't know we'll see if you guys agree it's kind of loophole-y. Uh nope you're up nineteen seventy one Capri Ford Capri that's German right yeah yeah it doesn't count uh isn't it German no, they sold it here rear wheel drive it's a Ford and it was sold here you no, could totally pick it yeah that's, that, that's what that. I would pick or I would pick a Ford Mustang too because those are really good cars I hear. Uh, they didn't have those pre seventy three. I know. I just wanted to say that. Uh, I would go Ford Capri. Okay. <laughs> what uh, What could I, I pick? That works. Uh, same idea, basically. Well, I can pick whatever the fuck I want, right? Hell yeah! Dog. Whatever the fuck I want. Well, wait. Oh, so it's all all it is is it's just going to fulfill your same needs. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah. All I mean, I was thinking also like I don't similar. necessarily need a sedan. I mean, as long as, you know, it's just my commuter that I can throw kids in. So as long as there's back seats, yeah, I don't necessarily need four doors, I guess. All right. I'll do like a 65 Mustang fastback, um, Monte Carlos rally spec. Whoa. Can I do like yeah, a, can I do cool. a, a Duesenberg SSJ? Sure. Holy crap. Oh, is this no, money? Not not a single option. Does this see nothing to replace your E30? There's yeah. no mention of it has to be the same type of vehicle or anything. No. So just as American. Oh shit! So I'll get a 73. I'll get a 289. Shelby I'm sorry, Cobra sir. Then. Your choice has already been made. Uh, I'm changing it to. Oh, Shelby that's, Cobra. how about a yeah 289? That'd be good. <laughs> no money, no object. Going there was crazy no mention here. of money. But right. I know he's trying to say like if you had to pick something in the. I right, thought similar, right? General, yeah. Was, Although yeah. that's almost impossible. Uh, you know, I was joking with the SSJ, but what's an American? car that can like handle anything i mean Mal- no. chevy malibu is the only thing without like changing like everything. putting all these like yeah things and like the gto like what am i what's my camaro. track day commuter camaro America? gto uh, bel-air why don't you go with your fucking chevy you own one. Oh, i guess he doesn't repl- <laughs> replace that too no you already own it you could do that you could basically make a career panamericana version of your 56 <laughs> cup yeah yeah cube Carry the kids around. Um, that's hard for me. E30, there's no E30. That would E30. actually be a lot of fun. I would love that. There's zero E30 replace. Oh, Falcon. Yeah. Sprint. Yeah, that's a great one. Good choice. With killer flares and yeah. you know, as light. Oh, no, yeah. don't do flares. Oh, you're doing you know, the like, early one. Yeah, The right? bubbly one. Yeah, 63. Those and are rad, dude. There's like one the, down, like, that one down, down in my house. I want to take a picture of it. You could do um, yeah, a Lotus, or sorry, a Ford Cortina. Were they it's ever sold dicey. here, though? Yeah. No. I was thinking. Yeah, Cortinas? Uh, I don't know. I don't think yeah. they were, dude. Yeah. I don't think they were either. I think those are all imported. No. I don't dude, think they were. I'm pretty sure they were all imported. Yeah, they're definitely sold here, dude. How about well, this are one? you saying Ford Escorts were sold here, too? What, what year? The Mark 1 Ford Escort. Mark 2 Ford Escort. Uh, I don't know. I don't here. think so. There's like either. a whole English Ford thing. Yeah, like, I know. Caprice came here. We didn't get Anglias. came to Canada. We didn't get Anglias. We didn't get But I'm pretty sure we got the Cortinas. No, I don't think we did. How about this one? There are some here, but you I know you it. want a Chevy uh, Opal GT. No, <laughs> Sunbeam Tiger. That's pretty cool. So it's British Where is Sunbeam, British but American. <laughs> no, dude, that doesn't count. <laughs> Sunbeam, is Sunbeam, Sunbeam yeah. is. I don't know. This fucking guy British. with a Cobra. That was originally a. Yeah, that counts. That works. British. British. So it was assembled here. You it's know. a Ford. So it was. 
Yeah. No, the tiger. I know. Was I think it was all over there, right? Yeah, I actually yeah. don't want an AC car. I, I, I really do want that Capri. Those are super cool. I like them a lot. They're just kind of weird looking. They're cool looking. I don't like this. You gotta, you I don't gotta like have the, the right, side inlet thing. The right kind of Oh, how about a Decon Mazda then? Decon Mazda? Mazda? <laughs> you mean? <laughs> Did I say Mazda? Yeah. Decon Mazda? No, I mean, you're not getting a full race car. Yeah. Decon. Mazda. Mazda. Yeah. Um, I feel like there's some other loophole Shelby shit that we're not thinking of. Right. These weird, like, they kind of came and went. Pantera. Pantera is an interesting one. That's a pretty rad car. 924 to Pantera. It's heavy. So you don't, I mean, you're not putting kids in the car or anything like that. No. You have no no real uses. Yeah. I'm still going with a Capri. Pantera's okay. cool, but dude, I can't I work, imagine that thing handles well and drives well. Dude, I think, fuck, man. I like Wham's Choice better than... Here's the Capri. Which one's Wham's Choice? Falcon? Falcon. Capris are cool. cool. Capris are rad. I think the Falcon's way cooler though, right? I mean, I just, I can't get over the looks of the Capri. I, well, I just don't think like they're that nice looking. Pull up a rad Capri picture. I like the way they look. I like the way they look too, yeah. If you do them right. You guys both have the same chassis. The, the Mustang and the, yeah. and the. You go fastback? Yeah. Okay, Boomer. <laughs> nice. I think that's like you're any better. I've I've always liked those fastbacks. Look at that fucking beauty. That's badass. That's yeah, they look cool. Yeah, those are fucking rad. What? Why am I mixing? By up the way, so it's a full like full race group. I like it. They're the sexiest. He picks the best one ever. Yeah. So with like no bump, like the little tucked like I think so. Like Nerf bar bumpers and stuff. Super wide. That's with like totally non factory flares. Yeah. yeah, that's how I um, look. And then the, the the it's always with the Capri. It's the side inlet thing. Yeah, they have dude. this graded thing. That's but like, here's the it's thing: not just fake. a clean deal, and fake too. I right? believe so, right? Yeah. And it like throws out body lines. Oh hell yeah! And then the whole front end, like the weird squishy like yep. dual lights, like and that C pillar is kind of chunky. I just, and, it, it, but dude, you're talking about good looking cars, and he's throwing out Decon Monza. <laughs> Mazda. I mean, I think Mazda. that. I mean, but again, that's like a full race car, right? Like, yeah. which you, you can't really. I, don't I mean, know, here, but I think, okay, okay, not full. You, How about okay, a mild? Money is no object. How about a You're mild comparing. race car? How about a mild race car? Yeah, it's still full. It's full relic. Dude, car. I like the. Yeah, I, I don't know. I like but the they also look so much better. As I a like choice. the black and gold one. The the old oh the dual hurricane one. Tom the, special style. What do they call them? Talking about these, the Cosworth, Cosworth Vegas. Vegas. Cosworth Vegas, yeah. cool. Those are cool too. Yeah, but I that's pre. That. That's not pre seventy three, no, right? I think it is. Dude. is I feel like that's probably? like. 70, I feel like definitely it's, a seventy five and a seventy six. I feel like dude, it's you right around you there. A fucking badass Camaro, by the way. I, I'm down with Camaros. I was One of the, like the later, the second seventy one, seventy one, yeah, slip bumper, like fucking Italian styling. Yeah, those are sick. No one mentioned Corvette. Sad day. I like that floaty weird suspension in America. Man. Yeah, I don't want to. I can't put shit. the kids in the back. That's a podcast. Later. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next time. Bye. Back? Yeah. Okay, boomer. <laughs> <laughs> Patreon.com forward slash driving while awesome. Go check us out on Patreon and please become a patron of our podcast. It helps us out a lot and 
you get some cool stuff in return. We give you a weekly podcast, which we title Experts in Automotive Opinion. I think we've done 60 of those so far, something like that. We also give you exclusive Patreon-only stickers, and we'll send you a sticker pack right when you join. Uh... We give discounts and early access to certain events we do, like Camping While Awesome, and we give you first crack at our rallies. Check it out and join us on patreon.com forward slash driving while awesome. Thank you, guys.